Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome to the BDPAI Radio Show. I'm your host, Fran McNeil, and this evening it is Tuesday, March the 25th, 2014. We, as usual, have an exciting program for you, and we have three guests that I'd like to share with you. Our first guest is James James Arama. He is a software engineer, and he is with Funeral Innovations. Our second guest is LaDonna Crum. She is president of BDPA, Greater Birmingham Chapter. And our third guest returning is Michael Wolf, and he is VP of the Midwest Region. So welcome everyone to the show. The second and third guests, their mics are muted. However, James is on the line, so I'd like to say welcome, James. How are you this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, excellent. Totally my pleasure. It's so exciting to have every guest on the show, and it's great that you're kicking off our show this evening because you in many ways, James, represent um, one of the reasons that many members join BPA, and that's because you participated with the high school computer competition as part of your entry point into BDPA. So again, I want to welcome you to the show. And before I read your bio, I'd just like for people to kind of get a sense of who you are. And I'd like to ask you a very traditional iRadio show question, and that is, how did you first find out about BDPA? <laughs> uh, well, um uh, I have a buddy of mine who's also uh, a BDP alum. His name is Adwait Walembe. And uh, I first saw his pictures on Facebook, and uh, I saw all the cool prizes that he won, the laptops, the cameras. Um, I saw Lauren, Kunle, and everybody, and they were happy. They were uh, they'd want some scholarships. So that uh, and attracted me at first to the program, and I wanted to know more about the program. So I approached Edwait, uh to tell me more about the program and see how I can get involved. So when I talked to Edwait, Edwait brought me over to um, the the place, the, uh, the high school where we were having the sessions on Saturday. Introduced me to the to the instructors, and I just joined. <laughs> and from that moment on, I just wanted to be graduate and uh, see if I could make the team. <laughs> well, so you learn through a friend, essentially, and you learn through Facebook and the visuals of the prizes and uh, people looking happy was part of what attracted you. What grade were you in when you first joined the high school computer competition um, at VDPA? It was during my junior year of high school, and I, uh, I continued on to um, my senior year. And actually, that was the first year I ever started programming computers. I had never programmed before. My main motivation was uh, that first year was trying to beat Adwick and uh, the guys and trying to get into that competition team and seeing if well, I could win. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's great. I mean, and, and what's really so refreshing is you're, you're sharing the reason. A part of it is that just natural competition. And that's, that's fine. I think uh, BDPA provides a healthy way for um, high school students to learn, um, to network, to compete, um, to get mentorship, and, and so that's a, that's a really great story. So what I'm now going to do is kind of take a few steps back, and I'm going to read two 
our audience your bio so that they or pieces from your bio so that they um, can have some context. Five years ago, James Arama was trained by BDPA Southern Minnesota Chapter as part of its student IT education and scholarship program. And we uh, have an acronym for that, which is the SITES program. James was chosen to be part of a five-person team to compete in the 2009 National BDPA High School Computer Competition Championship, which was held in Raleigh, North Carolina. His team, the BDPA Southern Minnesota Chapter, won the championship. And as a result of participating with the high school computer competition team, James earned scholarships that helped him finance his college education. Now, I could read more of the bio, but I'm going to stop and really ask the next question, James, and that is, you know, take us from participating, finding out about BDPA, participating in the preparation for the competition, being part of the winning team, and uh, from the point that you won the scholarships, um, how did your college journey go? Why did you choose the college that you chose? To what degree did BDPA, um, your experience, help you? So sort of take us through that. Um, well, um, uh, the, when I graduated uh, my senior high school, I actually got another scholarship through the National Science Foundation. It was a full scholarship to a full room in Borden. Um, uh, to Marist College to study computer science. And I think, to be honest, I learned quite a lot um, in BDPA. BDPA helped me prepare for my computer science courses here in Marist. Uh, it taught me how to think, taught me how to solve problems, and it taught me how to work in a team environment, especially uh, the few internships that I've had over the past with Intel Corporation. Um, so I learned quite a lot. Uh, it definitely helped me with my my coursework, uh, learning uh, those few programming languages uh, that we had to use in BDPA uh, during the competition and during class. So James, that's that's really encouraging to hear. And as I mentioned, kind of at the top of the show, a lot of professionals. Um, when they join BDPA, understanding that the volunteer organization are really attracted to our mission of from the classroom to the boardroom and being able to volunteer, raise money, help send students like yourself um, to the competition is very exciting. And sometimes the question gets asked beyond the preparation and the experience of going to the national competition, what do students really take away? So you were, it was really wonderful to hear you say part of the process of having that multi-year exposure um, was helping you to literally prepare for computer classes, um, help you think, you understand how to work on a team, and it gave you access to internships um, that are valuable to you now. And certainly you um, had an opportunity to garner scholarships, which you then used in college. Now, picking back up on your bio, you're now a software developer and entrepreneur working side-by-side -side with your high school computer competition coach, Zach Garbo, for a company called Funeral Innovations. And again, what is so exciting is you really are an embodiment of our tagline from the classroom to the boardroom. So, James, tell me more um, about your current role uh, as a software engineer and how do you use what you do at work and to what degree are you able to connect that back to BDPA now that you're not a high school student? Um, well, at Funeral Innovations, I write memorial designing software 
And in fact, Zach, Zach Gaba and uh, Greg Young, the co-founders at Tuner Innovations, were generous enough uh, to take me under their wing and let me take that monument designing software uh, and, uh, and run it under Memorial Labs, which is a startup that I'm running under Tuner Innovations as co-founder and CTO with uh, Zach and Greg. Uh, and um, this was after I shared with Zach a few years earlier how uh, I basically wanted to jump out of corporate America and take a different path than what most traditional undergrad students uh, do. And uh, I wanted to like I wanted to see what I can do in the entrepreneurial space. And I figured that Zach and Greg would be great mentors, especially since I've worked with Zach uh, during uh, my high school. Uh, days and and uh, like at Memorial Labs, I'm, uh, as I said, I'm CTO and co-founder, and uh, I carry out duties of product development, strategic uh, partnership planning, sales and distribution of the Monument Copilot. And uh, uh, looking looking back at BDPA, um, I base, I definitely see how working with my teammates. Uh, in the competitions has helped me uh, become able to work with Zach and Greg in, uh, um, in the product producing at Memorial Labs and Share Innovations. Um, I learned how to think and problem solve and um, it, everything that I learned at uh, BDPA and all the technologies I learned at BDPA, I get to use them every single day at Share Innovations and Memorial Labs. Wow, that's, that is really powerful. And again, transferable skills that are adaptable at different stages in your life and in different work environments and different learning environments um, is, as I said, really powerful. So given that you now have multiple years of experience um, leveraging that knowledge, um, to what degree are you involved in BDPA now, and what lessons do you have to share with BDPA members who, at this point, may be three, five, even thirty years older than you? Uh, well, um, I usually go back uh, uh, to my hometown and uh, visit uh, the students at my local chapter and uh, kind of help out my instructors a few times. And some of the lessons that I've learned over the years is um, one, one um, is time management. And I see time as uh, the only opportunity employer we have. Like we, have, we all have the same 24 hours uh, in a day. And you can make more money, but you can never make more time. And I, I think it's usually how you spend your time that makes makes you or breaks you. And uh, another one is just work hard and dream big. Nothing nothing in life is easy. Uh, you have to put in your sweat to get something out of life. And finally, you have to enjoy your journey wherever you're going. <laughs> wow, that is that is great great wisdom. Um, and it's so exciting to have you on the show. Now I'm checking our chat, and I see a question um, from someone who is in they're in high school, and they're asking, um, what exactly is a software engineer, and, and essentially how does that combine with being a CTO, which I believe would be chief technology officer? Um. As I said, um, I'm a software engineer, and I, uh, I I basically wrote the software that's being run under Memorial Labs. It's a memorial designing software uh, where, um, let's say, if you were to go to a funeral home today, and uh, you, God forbid, one of your relatives passed away, and you wanted to design uh, a tombstone, uh, well, in many small mom-and-pops funeral homes today, there's really no um, no software, uh, not a lot of software that helps the funeral directors. Usually, they have really thick books, and uh, it's it's kind of like going to Home Depot and you're trying to pick out a color. So what I did with Zach um, was develop software that compressed all that information 
uh, into a, a simple application that's cross-platform basically means that it can run on a desktop, it can run on an iPad, an Android tablet, or whatever, and you can basically design the, uh, the, the memorial stone on your iPad and get real-time pricing on how much that stone is going to cost you with all the different components you add to the, uh, to the stone. So that's the software that I wrote. Um, and um, as I said before, I'm co-founding CTO, and uh, with the help of um, Zach and Greg, um, I'm kind of learning how to run a small business based on that product um, and shipping it and uh, talking to customers and uh, planning partnerships and whatnot, distribution and everything. I'm basically running everything. I'm wearing all the hats in a business under the guidance of uh, Zach and Greg. That is really exciting, and I, I really appreciate you taking uh, the extra few minutes to review what you said earlier and put it in terms of sort of the consumer experience um, as well as the technology experience. And I, I think to some degree that is always a challenge for technology entrepreneurs. Um, you know what you do. Uh, you love what you do, and then how do you explain it to someone who, and so, you know, in writing the software, um, being able to now create a service that can be run on an iPad that can help funeral directors um, design tombstones and, I guess, ultimately help the consumer make selections uh, faster and within their budget. That's really powerful. So I would love to have you on the show at another time, perhaps later this year, um, to hear about how your progress has gone. Because um, in the BDPA family, we have a number of current high school computer competition students who are entrepreneurs. Um, there's uh, several that I can think of. And then um, some recent college graduates that have moved into entrepreneurship, and it would be great to have a virtual forum on technology and entrepreneurship from the um, newer entrepreneur's eyes. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And uh, James, before you go, what's one final thought that you'd like to leave our audience with? Um. I think BBP is an amazing organization that's helping young men and women get exposure to the, uh, that is needed to break into technology and science fields. And uh, I think that with the advancements in technology uh, and where everything is going today, there's going to be a lot of uh, demand in the labor force that, uh, that is very technical and science-oriented. And with uh, the, the program like BDPA, uh, especially the local chapters, many students uh, in the product, uh, program are going to gain the upper hand um, when they enter their co uh, the college careers, especially in those CS courses. They're very tough, and if you have prior programming knowledge, they're going to be uh, a breeze through cakewalk. And uh, some of them might even end up uh, be brave enough to venture out and start their own businesses and making apps and whatnot. I think it's a, a fantastic, a wonderful program. And I've definitely learned a lot and gained a lot uh, of experience through my involvement uh, in BDPA. Well, thank you again for being a guest on the show. Um, I am very sincere in indicating that I'd love to get an update and um, would really look forward to hearing more about your success uh, as a person, um, as an entrepreneur, and as a member of our BPA family. And thank you again, James Arama, software engineer with Funeral Innovation and the CTO and co-founder of Memorial Labs. Um, thank you for being a guest on BDPA iRadio. Have a great evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, as you can see, BDPA iRadio is truly the voice of PA members, leaders, sponsors, 
volunteers from across the country. And we're now going to move from Poughkeepsie, New York, which is where James was sitting this evening, and we're going to travel to Birmingham. And I'd like to welcome our next guest, Donna Crum, who is president of BDPA Greater Birmingham Chapter. Donna, are you on the line? I'm on the line, Fran. How are you? Just fine, thanks. How are you? I'm wonderful. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know that presidents of PDPA chapters have a lot to do every day <laughs> because they're working every evening because they're networking. Um, and so uh, taking an hour out of a, what could be a program meeting day, a leadership gather day, you know, it's, it's really valuable. So, um, again, I appreciate your time and welcome to the show. Now, before we get started, I know this is uh, your first time on the show. What I'd like to do is give our listeners a little background about you. So I'm going to share uh, a portion of the bio that our executive director, Wayne Hicks, shared with me. Well, Donna Crum is an application support analyst. She took on another critical role last year as the president of BDPA Greater Birmingham Chapter, and she's been laying things up in Alabama with a fervent roar about the benefits of membership in BDPA. She's attracting new volunteers and funding, and she's planning an aggressive schedule of programs and services for both students and IT professionals in Birmingham. So, LaDonna, with an intro like that, that was written by our executive director, Wayne Hicks, I am, like, supercharged to have you on the show. And so my first question, it's, it's the BDPA iRadio show question. How did you find out about BDPA? Well, Fran, um, Originally, I found out about BDPA when I was living in Columbus, Ohio, and I was attending uh, Franklin University, um, studying for a bachelor's in MIS. And I was on the teetering, I was teetering between moving, um, so I did actually move here to Birmingham, and a co-worker mentioned BDPA, and it was familiar to me because I had, you know, familiarized myself with BDPA in Columbus, but I never got the opportunity to join. So... Um, she let me know the meetings, and um, I started attending the meetings. And at that point, friend, I knew, you know, um, I felt like this is where, you know, this is where I could, you know, grow and 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 really do and give back to my community. So that is a great story. I mean, one of the things, and, and I should have this in a database, because um, over the years it's been fascinating sort of the viral um, sharing about BDPA from student or parent or coworker, um, and it's great that BDPA sort of stays in the minds of people even though they move. So I am glad that your coworker in Birmingham, Alabama, told you um, about BDPA and that you got involved. Now, how long have you been involved in BDPA, and when what kind of assisted um, your transition from being a member uh, to being the president this year? Well, when I originally joined, um, there were some options to, you know, take on some leadership roles, and one of the particular roles um, I was interested in was the HSCC. So um, here again, I, I, when I first met BDPA, almost like first, <laughs> when I first met BDPA, I was all I was interested. I mean, um, I knew that's where I um, I wanted to be. I knew, you know, that's what I wanted to do. So when I um, familiarize myself with the HSCC coordinator. I actually dove right in head first, not really knowing, you know, what I was getting into, but I knew this is where I wanted to be. <laughs> uh, I took on that role, and it was awesome. I got a chance to recruit students, um, bring them to a common form, um, recruit some instructors, and, and it's very rewarding because later on afterward I had students, you know, um, 
coming up to me, hey, Miss Crumb, and, and remember me. So that was very rewarding. Um, so I was always familiar with, you know, HSCC, but not at the level of the president's role. So now that I've taken on the president's role, um, it has been busy, needless to say, but it's very enjoyable. We're, you know, strategizing and communicating and, you know, trying to create avenues to grow our chapter. And it's very rewarding. We get a positive feedback from either the sponsors, um, the, the school district, um, other members. Um, it's very positive and rewarding. So um, that's really where, you know, I've taken on that role. Sense, and I think to a large degree, um, part of the volunteer energy that happens with BDPA is there are constantly opportunities to step up to leadership. And um, as you do, uh, there are opportunities to get that positive feedback, to get that recognition, to understand that you're making a difference. And then it becomes sort of a circle of positivity that keeps you engaged. So I want to congratulate you um, and thank you for stepping up to that role and being involved to the level that you are. Now, in the bio that I read, um, Wayne used words like fervent and war, and you know I could almost feel the excitement. So I'm sure you're just holding back politely uh, before, uh, because you've got all of this information to share. So have at it. Tell us what is going on with your chapter. What is your leadership team doing? What are the members experiencing? Why are the sponsors growing? Um, just just have at it and let us in on the energy. Okay, okay. Well, members are starting to see, you know, um, programs and more communication in terms of contacting the schools, in terms of creating these uh, student programs. And I want to be able to create an overall view where we can communicate or we can cater to all aspects of our community, not just our students, not just our members, not just our sponsors, but also our senior population. We're trying to initiate programs where we can go into churches and, and teach our seniors some computer literacy. We want to be able to make BDPA a household name. This is our objective. So knowing that, we want to be able to create value for every level of our community, not for our members, offering um, things like um, uh, what we already offer, but in addition to um, member events and, and award ceremony. And, and, and I want to try to create that um, internal um, competition that kind of motivates our members a little bit more, too. Um, I am seeing a lot more response from our members showing up at most of our um, um, events and, and showing interest. And, and another one of our incentives is to, you know, create a, a group that will lead our high school, our HSCC. And since I'm more, you know, I was HSCC, I'm, I'm really involved in that aspect, meaning that I want to get our kids up to speed in terms of um, creating um, mobile apps and things like that. So we got a lot of things going on, friend. It's, it's a lot of things that we want to be able to accomplish, and obviously it's going to take some time, but we are in those stages where we're able to get the ball rolling. We're able to contact these, um, these entities and, and get our name out there. We're able to publicize ourselves. And just slowly over time, I think that we will be able to you know, make BDPA a household name. And, you know, that's where my energy comes in. And, and for the most part, you know, I'm a high-strong person, so I can get out there and I can really motivate people and, and I have a positive attitude. I can really just, you know, let them know what BDPA can offer and the benefits is out there for. So, um, so that's where I'm more inclined of, of an overall um, aspect. I want to be able to cater to our overall community, per se, and make BDPA household name. Well, that is certainly a measurable goal. And, <laughs> um, you know, I, I uh, congratulate you again on that. And as you continue to move towards that, um, you know, keep us informed at BDPAI Radio on what that looks like. Now, 
um, you had the opportunity, as you mentioned, to be involved in HSCC. Um, every president really needs a great team. You talked about motivating people, and there's always stakeholders, and you identified it's so important, particularly when you've got a goal of being a household name, and there are multiple levels, so from high school to professionals to folks that may be unemployed or underemployed within the IT community to seniors. My question is, what two lessons have you learned in the process of being involved in PDPA that you'd like to share with our listeners, because our listeners include other presidents, members who might want to step up to the leadership role, um, sponsors, volunteers, parents, uh, members. So what, what two lessons would you like to share? Well, um, one, I would say, in terms of, you know, stepping into that leadership role is to be prepared to be involved. Um, there's a lot um, of options, a lot of avenues that we could um, approach or um, to see to be able to get to our community and and pretty much offer our benefits and, and let them know who BDPAR is. And I guess one other lesson is just to be prepared to reap the benefits because there are enormous benefits um, to being a member of BDPA um, and stepping into that leadership role. Um, personally, um, I reap the benefits of a personal growth just with BDPA and communicating with other leaders at the national, regional, and local level. So um, those are the two lessons that I would, you know, give our BDPA members in terms of stepping into a leadership role or stepping up. That's, that is great. And, you know, this is really a wonderful segue um, because our next guest, Michael Wolf, has certainly been involved with BDPA on multiple levels as a parent, um, within uh, different leadership uh, opportunities within BDPA, as a president of the chapter, and now he's a regional like, uh, VP. So I am actually, I think, LaDonna, going to um, transition from your interview and really thank you for bringing your energy and your leadership and perspective to our show. And I'm going to bring Michael Wolf on. Um, I'm going to interview him. And if your schedule permits, after you have a chance to hear him, I'm going to bring the two of you on and maybe ask a closing question because this is a really nice connection between um, you as uh, someone that's worked with the high school computer competition and uh, being in the leadership role, and I believe that James is on the line. So at the very end, I'll, I'll ask the question and sort of as a panel, have the three of you speak. So LaDonna, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show this evening and invite you to um, go into the mute mode so you can hear the next part of the show and then join us before we close. How does that sound? That sounds good. Terrific. Well, again, thank you, and I'm going to have Everaldo, our production engineer, put your microphone on mute. Thank you. And so, yes, thank you. And so, BDPA iRadio show listeners, who is the president of BDTA, Greater Birmingham. And our next guest coming up, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, is Michael Wolf. And Michael has been on our show several times um, since we have started to air. What's exciting is that he does bring a very senior uh, perspective around BDPA, the growth of the organization, the development of the organization, the flexibility and responsiveness of the organization. And Michael Wolf currently is VP of the Midwest region for BDPA. Welcome, Michael. How are you this evening? Good evening, Fran and listeners. How are you doing this evening? Just fine. 
And it's going to be hard to hear all of the virtual listeners, but I'm going to answer for them and say that they are doing terrific tonight. <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, Michael, I want to just briefly read your bio, and then we're going to jump into um, some questions. So for our, our audience, Michael Wolf began his term as the BDPA Midwest Region BP at the beginning of 2004. And Michael provides leadership and guidance to 11 chapters located within his region. And he just recently hosted a regional conference in Columbus, Ohio. And so we're going to be able to get an inside glimpse direct from Michael on what his first 100 days of administration were, as well as his vision for the future of BDPA on a regional and national level. So again, Michael, welcome and, and thank you so much for taking a little time out of your evening to be on our show. Quite thank you, friend. You're welcome. So Michael, Tell us, we were talking earlier before the show started, that you just came off of this great conference. And that's going to be my first question. Um, what was hot about that conference? Why did you have it? And why did it make a difference um, for BDPA, the Midwest region? Well, Fran, I'm still on an adrenaline rush from the conference we held in Columbus, Ohio. Big shout out to all the volunteers and our sponsors, J.P. Morgan Chase, Noah Coors, for helping us make that very successful. Um, the conference was twofold, if you will. It was more of a president's meeting, and we also had an opportunity to work with the Columbus chapter. Columbus uh, did a recruiting uh, mixer, kind of a networking event on Friday night at the hotel. And then we capped it all off with the opportunity to meet with the majority of the chapter presidents from the Midwest region um, there at the J.P. Morgan Chase facility. So uh, it was a great opportunity for the presidents to, you know, sit down at the table face-to-face. -face. We get caught, uh, caught up in our busy lives with doing so many teleconferences that, you know, it's nice to actually sit down, so to speak, break bread and actually put the issues on the table, talk about our challenges, and help grow and strengthen our region, So, as well as the entire organ BDPA organization, of course. So in, in doing that, um, just I, I heard a few components. One is a very intentional opportunity to create the time to get together face-to-face, -to, -face, to focus on strategy and support and to do it in a way that um, you were able to leverage everyone being together and include programming such as recruiting that would help the members, the leaders, and also leverage uh, the, the power of corporate sponsors. So that, that in terms of a formula is really pretty powerful. Now, this conference was a two-day conference, March 21st and 22nd, and you're new to your role as the VP of the BDPA Midwest Region. But what are some of your um, regular responsibilities in that role, and how do they maybe even differ from the role of a BDPA um, local chapter president? Well, Fran, um, I think from the biggest opportunity for me is I'm living the BDPA mission and vision. Uh, for example, being the you know regional vice president, uh, working and collaborating with a number of other leaders of each of the chapters. I mean, our chapter presidents, their audience are CIOs of major corporations. So to deal with a senior level caliber of IT professional such as our chapter presidents, corporate sponsors. Uh, this is a great opportunity for me. I'm a, by heart, I'm a very technical person. I uh, have, my roots are in software engineering. I got into infrastructure and then have had um, long history in, in management. But when you start operating at the corporate level and dealing with the CIOs um, in abundance, uh, this is a great, great opportunity 
for me, not only a stretch opportunity, but I can leverage my natural skills and abilities um, to add value to what these chapter presidents are doing. So I also understand that the regional conference, so to speak, or the regional meeting was one of the first in BDPA history, or at least for a very long time. So I'm very proud of the work that um, Eric Dorch and I, uh, Eric is the regional director. He and I have been able to work you know, tirelessly to, to try to organize and plan this. Um, this is a great, great uh, you know, face-to-face meeting. I love the energy again. I, I hear it in your voice. I heard it in LaDonna's voice. I, I heard it in James' voice. And, you know, I, I think BDPA does that. Now, I did also hear you mention that CORS was a sponsor. So it could be that some of that supercharge is coming through over the weekend, but probably inside. <laughs> um, you know, with Chase and CORS, so you've got money and management and uh, a little bit of mixer in the mix. That's, that's, that's good. That's all good. Well, you, so, you know, Fran, this was, this was actually done fairly. Um, one of the things that we take very seriously as volunteers for BDPA is, we, this, you know, it was more in-kind donations. We didn't spend a whole lot of money to pull this off. So, you know, there was a lot of great support and elbow grease or hard work that was put into it, but we were able to do it very fiscally responsibly. So um, it, was a, it was a great opportunity. Other, you know, one thing I did want to say before you move on, but, you know, one of my other duties that I'm very, you know, honored and proud to be a part of is the National Board of Directors. Um, BDPA is a very thoughtful and caring organization in addition to being a very um, progressive and growing organization. Uh, but sitting on that board has also been a stretch opportunity for me too because as a board a director's member, you have to give extremely thoughtful decisions. There's a lot of reading. There's a lot of trying to keep up with, uh, you know, emails and policies and bylaws that, um, you know, not only is it an honor to serve, but it is a lot of work. So representing the board of directors, representing the chapters at the board of directors meeting, um, I hope and, you know, and try to build a significant amount of trust among my chapter leadership to know that their voice is heard at that table. So that's another very key responsibility that I have, Fran. And that's, that's important to bring that in because, um, you know, part of what I'm going to do kind of as that last question is show that there is this web of connectivity um, based on relationships, based on shared interests, um, based on a commitment to the BDPA uh, mission and values that really allows literally each person to represent BDPA in multiple ways. And you're in a unique position um, by being a member, um, by being a lifetime member, by you know being a former president, by being a, a regional uh, VP, and as you mentioned, uh, by being on the national board. So, in initiating uh, for the first time in a while a regional conference, um, you've uh, kind of reset the bar. What's up next, what are some of the initiatives that you and the 11 chapters within the region have planned, and what does the future of the region look like over the next 100, 200, 300 days? I think the number one priority is really to continue the momentum that we have on chapter engagement. You know, as we stated, um, our national president, Dr. Craig Brown, had shared uh, with us, he was actually there, which was a very unique opportunity for us. He talked about um, the strategy and vision for BDK, but you know, my particular uh, objectives, as well as you know, everything I say here has a bit of um, partnership. I mean, we're all volunteers. We are not paid employees to do these things, and we all depend on each other. Like you use the term that web of interconnectedness. Well. Uh, Eric and all the chapter presidents, we're all kind of pulling in one direction for one BDPA so that peer-to-peer, you know, chapter president to chapter president exchange is, I think, one of the biggest um, values that we'll bring to the table, getting everybody connected. Um, we interface nationally and being able to send up and bring down national objectives 
Um, but I, one of our more tangible objectives is going to be growth in the region. Um, we're looking at some very aggressive membership growth targets. Uh, we want to bring on members that are very interested in improving their opportunities, their choices, uh, networking with hiring entities through our career fairs and the website itdiversity.org, uh, many, many other venues and benefits that BDPA offers. Um, second objective I think that we want to do is look at our region as a whole. Right now we have two chapters sitting idle, uh, Dayton and Fort Wayne, and not to bring about you know, uh, BDPA Insider Info, so I guess you're going to hear it here, but we're looking at revitalizing uh, the Dayton and Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana chapters, Dayton, Ohio, and Fort Wayne, Indiana. In addition to that, Fran, quite candidly, um, we are looking at other cities. You know, it would be great to talk to our folks in Kansas City. Uh, there was a great chapter there many years ago, and we're looking to uh, build relationships in the Kansas City area, as well as Des Moines, Omaha, Madison, and Quad Cities. So we're looking to kind of fill in the Midwest region with a number of other opportunities. We won't get that accomplished this year, uh, but we will hopefully revitalize the two inactive chapters this year. Um, other, two other quick things is really in my role as a regional vice president, I'm here to provide service. I'm a service provider. I'm here to create opportunities where maybe one didn't exist to make that collaboration happen and exchange. Um, we'll support many, many initiatives over the course of time, but I think uh, there's some really exciting things happen. There's a national mobile app uh, competition at this year's conference. Our 36th annual um, national conference is being held in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is, you know, my region, so you know we have to have a great turnout, and uh, that'll be something new and exciting there. And also, too, we're, we've been exploring virtualization of all of our classrooms and standardizing uh, you know, some BDPA education opportunities for youth. Um, and my last thing was, I, Fran, I apologize, but you know I'm a big social media junkie as well, and I had promised my uh, Facebook buddies there would be a bombshell uh, announcement. So I just wanted to let you know that my lovely wife has decided to ride her motorcycle around the perimeter of the United States, and we're going to donate all charity proceeds directly to the BETF and uh, sites program education. So you can look forward to more information on that, but I thought I'd throw a plug in for uh, an upcoming fundraiser to support BDPA. Oh, that is exciting. Um, <laughs> so, okay, this, so first let me get to the BDPA uh, kind of hardcore BDPA items, and then let me go back to that um, because I want to. Um, it, I, I'm always honored to be the host because I have a chance to literally be up close and personal with the guests, and I take notes. I'm, I learn so much, and I just want to kind of play back what I, what I thought I heard that um, there are a number of initiatives that you're working on in the future. Um, one is expansion, sort of filling in the region. And a first step on that is revitalizing or a reactivating to um, dormant chapters. And you are developing relationships um, to look at some additional chapters. Um, your role is, is that of service, um, so you help support and encourage initiatives and the leaders of those initiatives. Um, you are looking at a, sort of a tactical and practical uh, virtualization of classes. And uh, because the National Conference is in and on your turf, um, you are looking for a great turnout, and that's actually going to be the connected question across the three uh, guests this evening. Um, but let's let's. So one, did I did I sort of uh, summarize, or was I able to capture some of the key points that you shared? Sure, you are just you are excellent at uh, capturing and summarizing. So thank you. Okay. So thanks. So. Tell me about this fundraiser. You've, you've got my attention, and I'm, I'm seeing people go, now wait a minute, 
motorcycle around the country? Where, where are the funds going? So give us the 30 seconds about this fundraiser and connect it. Tell us how it connects to BDPA. Well, as you know, we are big supporters of BDPA. Um, we also, for our recreational time, we ride motorcycles. We ride touring bikes, gold wings in particular. And my wife is an incredible motorcyclist. Uh, for the past couple of years, she had been considering, you know, what is, what is really on that bucket list of things to do and why would she actually do it? And her first answer, first and foremost, was you need to raise money for the kids. She sees how hard uh, BDPA works to raise up communities uh, by offering community-based you know, training, uh, teaching kids HTML, CSS, uh, JavaScript, PHP, Java, all the different languages, C-sharp, and she sees the results as an outsider. She sees us uh, like the, the first gentleman on. You know, he was a product of the school computer competition. James is an excellent young man, and you can see the results that BDPA has uh, with these individuals. So where else can you find an organization that gives back and you get tangible results? That's a great ROI. So she wanted to find a way where she could make a personal commitment to uh, raising money for BDPA. And she's taking her natural gifts and her fun. And uh, I'm more or less in a support role. I'll be riding along with her and anybody else that cares to join us. Uh, but we'll be riding, if you can visualize, looking at the picture of a uh, 48 United States. We're going to ride along the, the top edge towards the Canadian border along a major interstate, along the west coast, along the south, and then up along the east coast, navigate our way, or th navigate our way through um, the east coast back home to the northwest Illinois area. And uh, we're hoping that maybe if we stop in Houston, uh, Dr. Craig Brown will bring out the Houston chapter and any other chapters along our path. Uh, we'd be happy to, uh, to help them raise money for their local chapters as well. But uh, that's the short answer, Fran. That's exciting. So are you creating a uh, Facebook page for this? Um, do you have your itinerary planned? How long is it going to take you? I mean, and, and really sort of the 10-second answers to those rapid-fire questions. The answers are yes, yes, and yes. We'll have a <laughs> blog. We'll have Facebook will probably be the predominant page. And we have a CrowdRise uh, site already set up with our goal. So um, you'll, you'll see us promote that in the next few uh, the next few weeks here. Okay. Well, you know what? I am going to um, extend an invitation to all three guests, and that is PDPAI Radio actually sells advertising time on the radio. And, uh, Michael, what I'd like to offer is that because the national conference is being hosted, in your region that if someone in the region would like to put together a 30-second ad which can begin to air um, in April, uh, we would be happy to run that on a complimentary basis because it is important to get the word out about the national conference that happens in August. In addition, I would be happy to offer your wife a 15-second ad um, that you know you can put music behind it or whatever, announce the website. Uh, but it's your 15 seconds. You just need to give us the MP3 file um, so that we can run that regularly um, on our show and help get the word out to BDPA our radio show listeners um, about that fundraiser. So I'd be happy oh, to do you. that. You're welcome. I'll be sure. I'll be sure she'll be very excited about that. Good, good. So, Michael, as we wrap up your interview, and before I bring on bring the other guests back on, um, what's a final thought that you'd like to leave the iRadio show listeners with? I guess I'd like to share a personal experience. Is I didn't really understand the value of networking as an IT professional, and I'm glad that I did catch the BDPA spirit. And there's nothing like BDPA out there serving everything from students to executives. 
and information technology, you know, and hence the from the classroom to the boardroom. And I really would like to thank those sponsors, uh, the employees of all those companies that give, the volunteers, uh, chapter members, and of course our chapter presidents for taking the time and investing the energy in something that has very tangible and immediate benefits that you can see in the community. So my hat's off to everyone involved, and I'm very proud to serve BDPA in this role. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. So what I'm going to do is I am going to ask Everaldo to open up the mics and bring James Arama back on, who was our first guest, software engineer with Tural Innovations. I'm going to ask him to open up the mic of LaDonna Crum, who is president of BDPA Greater Birmingham Chapter. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. So what I'm going to do is ask each guest to mute their phone. And then if you can do that on your cell phone. And if you're listening to the show through the computer, mute your computer. Let's see if that works. Let's see if that works. No, it didn't. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> we're gonna do. What we're gonna do is. is okay, let's let's try this. Hello. Yes. Um, yes. Emeraldo, um, let's see. I was getting a lot of feedback, and I'm not sure why. My computer is my computer is. So what okay. I'm going to ask you is, friend, what I'm going to do is go through each person and my and select okay. the one and all. Okay. Feedback we have. Feedback we have. Okay. Okay, so hold on. What we've done is we have put um, everyone back on mute. Okay, James? Okay, James? Hello? Okay. Yeah. Hi, James. Okay. So I'm having a little, a little bit of trouble because my, I'm using my computer and it's um, the audio is kind of choppy. Right. I, I'm right. hearing that. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Did that Are you on the speakerphone? Okay. Did okay. that solve it? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. The issue is the, the feedback. The issue is the feedback. Um, I didn't get that last question um, because okay. my, my audio has okay. been choppy. Okay. I'm going to ask a, a final question. A final question. Mm-hmm. So, James, the final question so that, James, I'm going to ask the that I'm going to ask to you is the National Conference is coming up in August. And I'm going to ask you, what would be your one reason to encourage people to attend the National Conference? Mm-hmm. Uh, should I answer it now? Yes, yes. Please yes. answer that yes. now. Um, I would encourage people to attend it for um, networking and to come and support the students that are competing uh, at, the, at the conference and uh, just come and see the various uh, technologies, the various works the students are, uh, are going to be creating. Um, I think we can learn a lot from the students as well as the people we meet at the conference, uh, even uh, more besides uh, networking. That's really powerful. That's so, James, really so I want to thank you for being on the show this evening. Um, thanks for staying on the full time. Again, I look forward to learning more about your business. 
and I look forward to you at the National Conference in August. So have a great evening, and again, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thank you. You too. Have a great, great, good night. Good night. Everaldo, we're going to open up the mic. Okay, so Everaldo, we're going to open up the mic for LaDonna, and I'm going to try and see if technology will work with us and have the mic open also for Michael. And LaDonna, I'm going to ask you, as a chapter president, um, what would be one reason, and I'm sure there's many reasons, that you would share with someone who is considering attending BDPA's national conference in August of 2014? And what will be one reason to, mm-hmm. um, well, that reason, Fran, would be um, the fact that all the benefits and the the amount, the the wealth of knowledge and seminars and all the benefits that the, the conference offer members in terms of um, um, techn- professional growth, uh, technical growth, and personal growth. Great. Great answer, and I am going to put out a chapter president's challenge. And Ladonna, you're the first one sort of on the show to hear it, and I'm hoping that um, it will spread like wildfire throughout the BBA president's uh, network. And that is, I am going to encourage the presidents to put together a 15-second um, spot, and you can choose a member, you can choose um, a sponsor, you can have students, but I'd like to encourage you to put together a 15-second spot that really answers that question. Why attend the 2014 BDPA National Conference? And within that challenge, audio, you need to identify your chapter. So we can say, you know, the Birmingham, EDPA Birmingham, Greater Birmingham chapter says attend because, but recognize like Twitter, that's taking up some time. So you've got to figure out how to get your chapter name in there and answer the question, why attend? Will you take that challenge? I will. I will. Great. Great. So <clears throat> thanks for being on the show. And Michael, last um, thoughts on or final thoughts on why should someone attend the national conference this year? One reason. Just one reason? Come on, Fran. There one. are a I know, I know. It's so unfair. So unfair. Be, and you've got 11 be, chapters yeah. that you can let them know they've got 15 seconds to uh Put some put some reasons in, as long as they mention their chapter. Well, I would say, as a person, you know, person to person, I think the most beneficial reason for attending the 36th annual National BDPA Technical Conference Race to the Finish would be from a networking perspective. I think if you're if you need a job. If you want a better job, if you want to meet those people that can give you the opportunities to expand your career, uh, regardless of what you're currently doing today, that particular technical conference gives you so many outlets to be able to network, to learn and become certified in various avenues. And uh, to quote one of our chapter presidents in uh, Detroit, uh, she obtained a certification that paid dividends. So uh, multiple, multiple reasons why, but I would say for that whole career fair and um, career improvement and personal networking would be my primary reason to spend the money to come because it is a fantastic opportunity. Well, I, I love it. The challenge is on. The national conference is really only months away. This is a great time to send in your registration. Um, it is a great time to begin to make plans to enjoy the city of Indianapolis. We've got a wonderful 
group of sponsors and volunteers that are working very hard right this minute to make sure that your experience at the 36th Annual National BDPA Conference in Indianapolis is going to be wonderful. So thank you, LaDonna Crum. Thank you, Michael Wolf. Thank you, James Arama, for being guests tonight, March the 25th, 2014, on the BDPA iRadio Show. Have a great evening, everyone. And please join us on the next BDPA iRadio Show. We air the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Thank you, everyone, and have a great evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And thank you, Everaldo.